whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is the International Report, and this is Dr. Lee for America from Truth for Health Foundation with our international team, Dr. Mike Eden in the UK and Andrea Claridge who is an independent journalist in Croatia, land of the free right now, having escaped communism with strong stands against totalitarianism. And so Andrea is one very experienced in totalitarian threats to freedom, which is our theme today as the vice of totalitarianism begins to close more rapidly every day. Our question to all of you listening, will you take a stand against the totalitarian takeover of your life, your freedom, your money, your homes, your food, your fuel supplies? It's coming. And the question is, what will the people of the world do to stand against it because that is where success lies in maintaining freedom and of all people on this call Andrea Claridge can certainly speak to that because in the early years of the fight for Croatia's independence from communism he was a freedom fighter as a young man and then became a very successful businessman in the free society that was created coming out from under communism and total control. So we have a lot to talk about today. There are a lot of movements in the United States that are moving towards increasing totalitarian control. The White House just announced yesterday over the weekend of October 27, 28, 29, 2023, that the White House plans to implement martial law and confiscate all guns of Americans. That means a total takeover and undoing of our longstanding Second Amendment rights that were given to us by God and our founders to maintain liberty against a government persecuting its citizens. The Second Amendment in the United States did not arrive or did not is not derived from the idea that people needed to be able to go hunting or shooting sports. It was specifically 
included in our Constitution because under King George, the colonists were forced to take soldiers into their homes. They were taxed beyond their ability to pay without any representation. The king was a tyrant. And the king was usurping their ability to own property, to have privacy, to be able to grow food and not have it confiscated by the British government, to be able to grow crops and have the fruits of their labor as their income, not the king's. It's very parallel to what we are seeing today. And the colonists and our founders knew that the day would come once again when those in America, in the, in the new world, the land of the free, would need their weapons to defend that freedom. That is why we have a Second Amendment. And it is enshrined in our Constitution. And for the White House to think that they can issue an executive order and completely overturn it and institute martial law and confiscate the guns of every American is a very chilling thought. So America, I hope you are listening to this broadcast and thinking about, will you take a stand against that level of evil assault on your liberty and your natural rights? But in addition to that, Dr. Eden has a report from the UK about a very chilling announcement there. And Andrea, we're going to ask you to tell us about the resistance by the people of Croatia that led to freedom from the communists. But Dr. Eden, as we start off, share with our audience what you just heard in the UK about what the next, the candidate at the next election plans yeah. to implement. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, Dr. good to be back on the program and to speak to uh, the subscribers and listeners. <clears throat> so, um, I mean, what's been going on in, in Britain, you know, su supposedly liberal and de democratic, um, free thinking and so on, is just, it's been shocking over the last few years. We've been locked in our homes, prevented from leaving our own country at, at some point. It was illegal to be within like 300 meters of a of a port or an airport without a valid ticket, that kind of crazy stuff. But what I heard recently was um, that the, the, the left-wing party, the Labour Party, who currently is the party of opposition, uh, one of its members of parliament said, when we are in power, which will be at the next election, I want people in the country to understand that we will be seizing your, your private houses. Essentially, if you've got more bedrooms than people, you will be required to take take migrants. And I'm afraid people might say, oh, well, I suppose we should be kind to migrants. It's like, do you not have any sense of history? This is how private property rights were abolished previously in other countries where totalitarian regimes took over. So I'm as happy to help as the next person. What I'm not happy with is someone says, your private property uh, duly owned according to the private property rights of your country are hereby abolished because I said so. And if you don't like it, we'll send the police round. That's essentially what they're doing. And I just want to take a couple of 
steps back because I had the opportunity to listen to someone talking about the uh, Enlightenment thinkers, I suppose, and I, I really had no training in history. I'm a, I'm a scientist, but <clears throat> I was struck by the words of Thomas Hobbes, who, who wrote a book called Leviathan, and I'd heard of this. I had no idea what he meant until I heard this program. And he meant the state is the Levi Leviathan. It is. It has a monopoly on violence. It has total power. It's a logical extension of people being organized. And it, and it starts from the viewpoint that we will always be in conflict with each other and the state has to, has to hold the ring by, by having this exclusive power. But from the state, of course, flows rights, in, in the case of England, um, private property rights, and they can be abolished as well. Um, and uh, you know, it was a it was a very a very troubling you know history lesson. And uh, and you know, he is one of the people who said that the natural state of human life was uh, mean, nasty, brutish, and short, something like that. So not a man of of great faith in the human condition, shall we say? But but just stepping back to <clears throat> COVID. Um, Early, early in 2020, I, I noticed my government lying to me about the extent of the threat and being completely absurd and mad about what, I quote, I had to do in order to protect myself and other people. <clears throat> but uh, I'm a scientist and therefore I try and follow the, the evidence and the clues. So I'm going to just jump very quickly to, quite quickly, they said, don't worry, <clears throat> we're going to bring a vaccine. And I knew in a heartbeat that was definitely lies. Why? Because I've had 30 plus years experience in this business of ration drug design. I can tell you the last thing you would do is a vaccine research and development program, because with the best will in the world, it would take four to six years. And no pandemic in human history has lasted a fraction of that time. So the moment they told me we're going to make a vaccine, I knew they were going to be making either a, a poison or they, or they were going to be doing something else entirely. And unfortunately, they did make the poison. Um, I also pointed out from my own experience, I knew, and this is this is a shocking fraud, but it's actually quite well known to senior doctors, the injected flu vaccines that they advertise you come and get every autumn, they do not work. They do not reduce hospitalization or death from acute respiratory infections in the winter. And yet, and yet we've been selling them um, or giving them away for free, but we're buying them with our taxes for decades. Uh, so they don't work. Even if they made you a vaccine, it doesn't work, injected. And uh, I've just told you that my experience says you could not possibly develop and show safe and effective and then manufacture consistently in under a year. It's literally impossible. I don't care how much money you throw at it. I don't care how much you want it. If I said you have to build me a brand new version of the Boeing 747 and I want it the week after next, and here's money and people. You go, Mike, it cannot be done. And I'm describing to you that the steps required to make, to test and manufacture uh, cannot be done in the time. So I knew that what was coming from these, allegedly from these companies into your arms was, was not what they said. And when I looked at the design, as I've infamously told you, uh, I saw multiple, at least four built-in mechanisms of toxicity. And so that fits, doesn't it? They couldn't make you a a protective vaccine which wouldn't work anyway based on the flu vaccines and they were bringing something uh, that they could do in the time which is essentially a poison a slow poison and have you noticed folks that lots of people you know are ill after vaccination or even died and we are seeing this all around the world 
there is no let up in uh, in increased uh, mortality over the normal uh, levels and everywhere that's been heavily vaccinated and nowhere where they have not been heavily vaccinated. That's what we see. So, so that's where we are. Um, everywhere you look, there is chaos. I'm afraid, I, I don't think for a moment that there was a genuine public health emergency. We could dispute what actually happened, but there was never a genuine public health emergency that warranted this kind of extreme responses of totalitarian behavior. In some countries, people were beaten up and arrested for just for walking outside without a mask on. Well, and that's just crazy. And, and I've just demonstrated I will be in court in Supreme Court in Costa Rica in a few weeks, describing it over an hour instead of five minutes, what I just told you. So that's my written testimony, and, and lawyers are going in with me to say this. So I'm I'm serious about what I'm saying. But what I said earlier, I'm a scientist, so I look at all the data. So I've looked at why are they why is this happening in all the countries at once? Why are all the nations doing the same absurd? known not to work things like lockdown. There's no history anywhere in the world of lockdown, which, by the way, as you all know, is an expression from American prison systems. So we are being taken over by, I mean, I think they're totalitarian. I mean, I think they're lunatic in their thinking, but they're, but they're very cold about it and very efficient about it. I've cast around looking for, is there an explanation? You know, is there a disaster afoot? And they're going to, quote, save us from this. Not that I buy that. But no, there isn't. The climate disaster stuff they tell you about, I'm afraid that's lies too. There's modest climate change, as has always happened. But there's no no hint whatsoever um, of, of emergencies, disasters, or boiling climate, you know, boiling world, as the UN Secretary General said. So we're being lied to and frightened in order to make us compliant to things which, as Dr. Lee said, are going to involve you being stripped of your rights and compelled to be injected by things that will harm and kill you. So I, I beg you, uh, we must resist. And then since I couldn't find a rational explanation, the, the final one that fits, I'm afraid, is that these people are evil. And when you look at the details of many of the people who've been involved in non-governmental organizations, supranational organizations, global organizations. They have a long history of, of being involved in Satanism, you know, and appalling abuse of children and so on. Not not nice subjects at all. But so that's where my scientific brain tells me. <clears throat> and every now and again I think I don't want to frighten people any more than they are already frightened. And so I think it, a time is going to come, and I think it should be pretty much now, where you've either begun to woke up, wake up, or you haven't. And I don't think we can do anything else. If you're still, if you still believe the lies uh, after almost four years, I, I'm afraid I, I want to try and help the people who are awake. And I, we should discuss this in a minute, but I'll stop in a minute. But I think we should be thinking about if we can't stop these people, and we we are trying, but if we can't. What, what are we going to do to make sure that we resist as God-fearing human beings? I'll take a pause there, Dr. Lee. Well, I think that's a critical question. And I just want to emphasize this, this thought that someone running for office in the UK mm -hmm. is saying already, when we get in power, you will be required to take the flood of illegals 
that have been allowed to invade your country if you have more bedrooms than people in your private home. That is exactly what the Bolsheviks did in the Russian Revolution in 1917. They confiscated the private property of people who had larger homes and opened up everyone's private home to anyone who wanted to be there. Right. And, and of course, we know that they, what they did is they focused the energies and envies of people on uh, the people around them who were doing slightly better, the, the people they called the kulaks, who were apparently hardworking, small holdings, so farmers, really, who had just managed to do a little better than other people. And they said the revolution won't be successful until we crush and destroy the kulaks. So overnight, this group of you know hardworking and relatively wealthy farmers found themselves uh, you know a political target, and within a short period of time, a practical target. And they were they were murdered, flung out of their homes, their land confiscated. This is what these kind of people do. Uh, when I say the people, the totalitarians, I call them the perpetrators, and they are. They are the they are the richest people on the planet, and I think they've been the richest people for a long time. And there's some additional people, you know, like the Gateses and so on. You know, I think these people are more puppets than leaders of the takeover. But it's the richest people in the world uh, who have manipulated events uh, over a long period of time, at least several decades, and possibly much longer, in order to be in the in the, they're in the they're in the driving seat and. Um, it's so easy to stop it. If we saw it, if, if people saw what we on this call can can see, we just cross your arms and say, no. If you say no and you mean it, a bully's reign is pretty much over because they, the only thing they can do now is, is escalate and that will wake everybody up. So, um, Well, I think their escalation is waking up more people. I hope, and- I hope so. This is actually something I should mention. I, I watched a very short... Um, presentation from a gentleman who trains FBI agents. Um, uh, it was in the psychology of what you do in response to threats. And there was no doubt that his film was put together because he could see the relevance to COVID. He said, generally, when people try to make you do things, they threaten you. And they say, if you don't do it, or else, you know, there'll be some threat. So he said, he remembers seeing a film as a child on the TV where a car pulls up and the door opens and a gun points out and says to the person on the pavement, get in. And he said, I knew as a child that if I got in, it would be even worse. What are you going to do if I don't get in? Shoot me in broad daylight in public on the pavement? And he said, I can assure you. And he says, the FBI investigations show pretty much always if you go along with the threat because you're frightened of the water of the, or else, things get worse and horribly so so for example never let yourself be taken to a secondary crime scene you know because awful things happen there this is what they're doing to us in this world now so when they tell you you have to have a vaccine passport you can't leave your home which is what that will come if you go along with that that you're doing what the fbi guy says always ends in horrible murder so you have but and he says the way that stops it is to say no and even fight and die on the pavement outside your home is better than what they're going to deal out to you if you go along with it. I think that's exactly right. And I'd like to include the link to that little 
that short video in our program I will find today. It for you. It's really and powerful. Andrea, you've been through this. I mean, you have lived through totalitarian control. You grew up under communism and you fought against it. So let's start that discussion and then we can finish more on that subject after the break. But I, I want to have you share with, I mean, Dr. Eden and I have just brought out two major threats in the UK and the United States. They've all, the White House just said, we're going to declare martial law and we're coming, we're going to confiscate all guns from all Americans. So they've, they've laid down the gauntlet. They've said what they're going to do and you've lived through it. So share with us some of your perspective on all of this. Yeah. Well, hello to all your audience. It's a pleasure to be here again. Absolutely, you, you're you right. We've been through this from 1945 until 1990. And there was some interesting motto, what also Mike mentioned it. Uh, there was a motto, if you have a house, you have to give apartment back to the state. That means you cannot own your property more than they think you need. And uh, there is an additional example. In 1972, there was a, a pandemic of variola vera in Yugoslavia, where we were living. I'm part of Croatia. And there were vaccinated people, everybody, in 20 days. And nobody could say nothing. And even they say today, as an example, we succeed during the Yugoslavia to vaccinate 22 million people, and now we cannot do nothing uh, in Croatia. That's why in that time, if you try to ask a question, you went to jail, and for a long time in the jail, not just for one day as I were during this COVID lockdown. And even if you want to sing some songs, but they don't like, or make some jokes they don't like, you go into jail. There was a people who went to jail for 15 years just because they are talking publicly uh, against official uh, official government. Uh, well, uh, that's how we went to war in 1991, because the central government in Belgrade didn't want, we, we came first time we had election, after these 45 years, we had election in 1990 and the major part in Croatia, but not only in Croatia, also in other countries like Slovenia, for example, they want to have independent country. And we voted, we had a referendum where uh, more than 94% uh, of people said, yes, we want to have independent country. But central government, communist, communist government, ex-communists, we can say, but it was the same people. Government didn't like it. And that's how war started. And this is something what we are facing right now. You are exactly right, because they are threatening now with the war if we don't comply. Croatia is in Schengen. For people who doesn't know that, that's open borders in European Union, completely open. There's no border between Croatia, uh, for example, Sweden. You can drive your car, nobody will stop you. And uh, our government says it's a huge success because we now are 
entering in uh, open space of European Union. But just 10 days ago, they broke this Schengen because of threat of terrorism. Now there is a, on, on the borders, there is a, a military between, between Slovenia and Italy is military. Even in Austria, it's military and the border with Slovenia. There is no military now in this moment between Slovenia and Croatia, but very soon we can expect it. But this Schengen doesn't exist anymore. What I want to say, we are want, I want to say that we are very close to totalitarianism, same like we had during the pandemic, because during pandemic was also open space in Europe, and then suddenly they closed all the borders. Suddenly you couldn't cross the border without control. They were exercising this totalitarian system, and now we are facing that very soon, in any case, Whatever they said, it's a big threat. They can close it again and bring up again control. And we know we have experience. Before a few years, we didn't have COVID passports. We, we didn't have digital ID. Now we have it. Uh, before a few years, every government could decide what will happen in, uh, in these emergency situations. Now, if we don't uh, do any compliance until 1st of December, it seems to that uh, WHO will have will be in charge in the future, uh, in future uh, threats of international concerns. That's an organization that nobody elected. You know, there was a, there's a people who are not elected by the, any uh, nation in, in uh, uh, European Union but they will have power to make a new dictatorship in whole Europe, not only whole Europe, in the whole world. We are very close to the new system and I can see it. That's why in Croatia, we will fight very strong, not only in 91, also in 21, because we recognize a pattern. As Mike says, the scientists looking, they are looking for patterns and then see what will happen next? And we witnessing the same thing. Well, I think you're exactly right. And I think our focus in the second half today needs to be on more specific discussion of what can people do to prepare to resist, not comply, and be independent in spite of the increasing vice of control. So let's take a break and we'll be right back after the break. This is Dr. Lee for America with the whistleblower report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check us out at www.truthforhealth.org and take a look at our new Truth for Health store. We have top quality exclusive professional formulas for our nutraceuticals and vitamins, and they are manufactured in a certified good manufacturing practices compliant facility in the United States with more inspection and regulatory review and approval and certification of a cleanly, the cleanliness of the manufacturing plant and maintaining standards in the ingredients and supply chain than what we've been seeing 
with the COVID shots that they're injecting into your body. That is unusual in the supplement market. And we really want you to check us out. I've personally vetted these formulas and resources, and I'm very excited that we can offer this to help the public improve health at a time of increasing assaults on our health with the 5G radiation and increasing electromagnetic radiation from other sources, as well as the injuries from the bioweapon COVID shot. So check us out. We'll be right back after the break. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost, that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with our international team, Dr. Mike Eden and Andrea Claridge, representing the UK and Croatia. And a reminder for our audience, Croatia lived under communism from World War II, the end of World War II, until 1990 and the War for Independence. And so Andrea has lived through the totalitarian that is on the rise again now and the totalitarian control of our lives was a vice beyond your comprehension in the years he was growing up in Croatia. And it is increasingly serious in the encroachment on every aspect of our life, our freedom, our second amendment rights in the US, our religious freedom, our freedom of speech, our freedom to own private property, our freedom to use our money as we wish, our freedom to buy food we want and have access to low cost fuel just to get to work or to drive for pleasure. All of, in fact, the ability to have our own vehicle, they are saying, will be taken away from us. America and the world The totalitarian threats to freedom are real. They are closing in rapidly. And our question to you is, will you take a stand? And then we want to discuss how you do that and what some of the options are to just say no and prepare for independence. So Dr. Eden, Andrea, I know both of you have Lots of ideas. So let's um, open up that discussion. How do people prepare? Do you have anything you want to start with, Andrija? Well, maybe I can make some examples in Croatia what we've done. Because uh, during the pandemic, that was a great test for everybody. And uh, 
I was one of the people who were not ready to comply from the first moment. And I had experience when I was uh, taping my my workout. I was taping for the online workout uh, sessions. Police came, you know, and police said that I cannot do. I was alone in my gym and I cannot do nothing alone because this is forbidden during the pandemic. I said, but I am alone inside. Police says, no, doesn't matter. You cannot do it. And I said in that case, okay, you cannot approach because you have not warrant. You have you have no warrant and you cannot go inside. But he became aggressive, you know. And after that, he uh, after that he arrested me and brought me to to the uh, police station. And I knew that I was right because it was it's against the law. Finally, he let me go. But after that. I went to the bank. I went everywhere without mask and I knew my rights. And whenever they were asking me that do take mask or whatever, I said, no, it's against constitution and I don't want to comply. And that's the point. Everybody has to know what are their rights. We have everything in our constitutions. You just have to practice it not to comply to the authorities, especially if they are aggressive. You know your rights. You were uh, voting for this freedom in your country. You have a constitution. That's why it's constitution there, to protect you from, the, the, from, from authorities who want to practice something else. And if more people do this at the same time, everywhere, they're losing their uh, uh, war. They're losing war because this is the only way people are now don't know what their rights. They they listen to the media, they listen to the authorities, they listen to to maybe their bosses on the work. They are afraid they will lose job, or they lose something. They can't lose if they fight for their constitutional rights. We are now witnessing two and a half years later that all people who were fighting against this now winning at the courts. For example, I know in the New York, they have to get them all back to the work and they have to pay them all this time. That means they were right from the start. Just they need to be brave enough to practice their rights to live free life under constitution of their land. And this is something what I've done for two and a half years. And I'm still alive. I was not vaccinated. All uh, court cases I won, and now, of course, everybody knows me because of it. But that was that was the price I had to pay. Mm, no, very good. You are absolutely right. <clears throat> I was mentioning in the, the end of the first half that I watched a very good, uh, a brief lecture, and we'll we'll put it on on with it, on with this program. It's worth watching. I think it's fifteen minutes. And the psychologist points out that when bullies approach you and demand that you do something on pain of some threat if you don't. His experience as a psychologist is that you're always better off to resist them, even if you're frightened. You have to ask yourself, is what they're threatening you with reasonable? And, and on this occasion, there was this alleged infectious disease that was a threat mostly to people who were elderly and, and already infirm. 
And I'm not even sure that's what happened. It certainly wasn't a threat to hail and healthy people. So why would they be aggressive? Why would they arrest you? And the answer is they were forcing you to do things. It's nothing to do with sanitary conditions. It's bullying. Uh, and, and it's worse, they want to take, destroy the constitution of your country or behave illegally. And as Andreja just said, all across Europe, including in UK, people who stood up and said, I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask. They're, they're unsafe. They don't work. It's inappropriate. And you know, if they were fined or whatever, they, they've all won their cases if they, went, if they went to law because the state doesn't have the power to force you to put a filthy bit of paper across your face. They don't have the power. But what they're good at is just frightening you and lots of people complied. Um, Please don't, please don't. If you comply, the psychologist points out, what does a bully do when they get their way? They make another demand and another demand. That's what they're trying to do. They intend to strip all of your rights and freedoms, all of them, uh, right to the, your right to life. So you, you're better to fight and die on the pavement, as the psychologist said. Not that, not that you're going to need to do that over a mask, but don't get vaccinated with anything that says mRNA or emergency or WHO on it. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You can't make a safe and effective vaccine and manufacture it consistently in a year, let alone, as Mr. Bill Gates is saying, we'll have it done in 100 days, I think he said next time. This is absurd. You should know that it's absurd. It's not, not not only absurd, it's dangerous and intentionally so. See, if you don't say no now, it'll be worse later. So uh, yeah. that's what we need to do, the most powerful resistance. If even a minor percentage of us said we're not doing it, they, then they would yeah. either have to back off and come at us another way, uh, or they would have to get much more aggressive. And I think that would wake people up and we would end up, you know, they would not end up with a smooth takeover of humanity, which is what they're hoping to get. And I'm I'm determined in my neck of the woods to make it very difficult for them. That's, that's all I can do. And also, I have to add to this, not only that Mike is right, Pfizer knows it. And I had I have a, a script of uh, agreement between European Commission and Pfizer. And in this agreement says that Pfizer telling them that they cannot produce safe and effective vaccine in so, so short time because usually it takes years. That's why they didn't invest in that. But if European Commission give them money in front, they will use this money and produce it. And also they told them they don't know about efficacy of this product. They don't know about uh, adverse events. They know they will have it. For sure, because on on trials they already see the results, but uh, they told them in front, whatever what Mike says now, even European Commission knew from the start. Pfizer admitted, but <laughs> in any way they signed the contract and both and paid everything in front. Uh, you can see this very soon. This contract will go out. It's just a draft. But you can see from the draft that it's draft of original one. The original one, for sure, is saved somewhere in safe. It's a treasure, and it's signed, and you cannot find it before somebody release it. But this is draft in detail showing everything what was prepared. And I repeat again, 
Pfizer knew, European Commission knew, they cannot produce safe and effective product in so short a period. Mm. Well, I think the FDA knew that as well, clearly. And the FDA had the data from the Pfizer clinical trials that showed deaths and showed 1,291 adverse events, adverse many events, of them yeah. quite rare. And that list of adverse events went on for nine printed pages. And the FDA yeah. gave them emergency approval anyway. It's staggering. The betrayal of the public trust by the FDA, the EMA, European Medicines Authority, and the MHRA in the UK is truly staggering. They were complicit in these crimes against humanity. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, I said that only stupid people or corrupt one can sign this kind of contract. Yeah. And, uh, well, media, who for sure were the strongest weapon in this pandemic, they were forcing and telling us lie all the time. You have to know that. They were telling yeah. us lies and they are still telling they are yeah. still telling lies. So it's very important. Uh, people might hear this and think, well, there was a public health emergency. You know what? Even if there was a public health emergency, you would not sign this contract because the most important characteristic of public health uh, measure like this is not does it work, it's is it safe? Because if it isn't safe, you could hurt more people than, than letting the, the virus you know, run its course easily. Uh, these are powerful medicines, and in fact, they have hurt more people than the so-called public health emergency. So I wasn't wrong. You wouldn't sign this. Um, you wouldn't say, okay, I'll have 500 million doses of some material that the manufacturer is not saying is safe, cannot warrant is consistent, don't know it really works. Um, you know, you, you can't say because there's an emergency, we'll do any stupid, reckless, dangerous thing. But that's what they've done. And really, this was an excuse, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, to, to barely inject you with something intentionally dangerous. It's a, it's a, it was a, a ruse. So this is not, this was not, I do not see this as purely an attempt on the part of Pfizer and other drug companies to make money, although they did. I don't think that was the primary purpose. The primary purpose was get a needle in your arm uh, of using some materials that they knew were harmful because the entire approach that they've used of gene-based technology is inherently dangerous uh, and cannot be made safe for a mass market you know trust me this is my this is what i've done for a living so well dr yin you made the point early on uh, that when you inject someone with a foreign protein yeah the body is going to react and try and protect the body from the foreign protein by ramping up the immune system to attack yeah. it. And it ends exactly. up, in yeah. a simplistic statement, it ends up triggering an overactive immune, autoimmune conditions, right. which make people sick. And that's what I've been seeing in my medical practice. People Absolutely. with autoimmune disorders have had yeah. devastating problems with having gotten the COVID shots and the boosters. Yes, and they're not 
they're not an unfortunate consequence of the way they work. They are the way they work. When you when your body takes up this genetic code and copies it into whatever was encoded, in this case, a foreign protein, something that doesn't belong in your body, every single cell that, that performs that task anywhere in your body will tell the immune system to kill it because your immune system thinks it's an invader. Uh, that's the way, that's that's why I was sure that the first design principle is one that will it will injure or kill the organism to which it was given, whether it's an animal or a human. And indeed, that's what's happened. You know, so uh, don't please don't look for silver linings and people behaving well because there's no sign of it whatsoever. Right from the off, it's uh, it's evil right from the off. The science. Well, takes, <coughs> let's talk about what people <coughs> can do. Because I really do think, <coughs> excuse me, I really do think that there are certain steps that people can take. Number one, say no to further boosters. Mm -hmm. Number two, say no to the flu shot, the shingles yeah. shot, all yeah. of these shots that they are saying that you need to get every year. You don't really need a flu shot. They don't work very well. And mm. In the first place, in the second place, we don't know what they're putting in them this year in this year's flu shot season. And you can, if you get the flu, then you just simply treat it with antivirals, rest, plenty of fluids, good hydration, and you take care of yourself and you stay home. That's Absolutely. what we've always done for the flu. Yeah. But the no, other thing is, mm -hmm. you yeah. you boost your vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and acetylcysteine. Um, immune globulins, there are lots of things that people can do to boost up their nutraceutical intake to stay healthy. So stop getting the boosters. You don't need the flu shot added to the damage from the COVID shot. You need to start getting your supplies at home, having six months to 12 months supply of your medications, your vitamins, your, your nutraceuticals, Start building your resilience of supplies of healthy foods. Look at getting a supply of foods that you can have stored in your home that as food prices rise or food becomes scarce, you have a way already prepared to treat the deficit, the, the food shortages, and have food for your family. Yeah, Look at I, way, ways that you can improve storage, safe storage, for example, of, of some of the fuel that you may need. Have a generator as a backup. There, there are so, get a solar uh, charger for your phones and devices. Get some solar lights to have available. There, there are so many things that people need to be thinking about to prepare for shortages and control on access to critical supplies. You yeah. all may have some other ideas. Well, I would just say that um, whilst it's not, it's not my desire to, to frighten people, um, I think it's quite clear to those of us who've been studying what's going on for almost four years, that the perpetrators are not going to go away. They will continue their advance the, the goal is to take over every country because these ridiculous, absurd measures 
as I can see them as a scientist, they, they may not seem absurd to you, but they are absurd, ineffective, dangerous. They're happening in every country. That means there's coordination going on above the level of nation. Um, so they are going to keep coming. There's, there's no point hoping this will go away. It's not going to go away. It'll go away when we all collectively stop it. And meanwhile, as Dr. Lee said, please, you've got two choices now. You can either pretend the world is still as you thought it was in 2019, or you can accept that something awful is happening. And what am I going to do to protect myself and my, my loved ones? Um, and I think some people have suggested to me um, a network, you know, reform or formal reform actual physical relationships with people friends and people that you know in your neighborhood because imagine some point in the future where food is difficult to get or movement is somehow restricted under martial law if you don't have people you know in the neighborhood you, you will be alone um uh, i would think store certainly storing some resources um food and water uh you know maybe Obviously, in America, you have Second Amendment rights at the moment, uh, and you should protect yourself. Um, <clears throat> and I would think some additional means of transacting beyond <clears throat> electronic bank cards. You know, what, whatever you think you can you can afford to prepare yourself. Don't be in a position where if the power goes off or if the food vanishes from your local convenience store, that you begin, you know, you begin to be threatened just that very day. That would be terrible. We've had four years of forewarning. Um, you know, let's form relationships and you know, maybe it would even be, be a little bit of fun at first to do do some preparation with other people. Because the bullies, there aren't very many of them. There's a tiny number of invisible perpetrators and they're acting <clears throat> through our illegitimate governments and then their lackeys, often I'm afraid, in public servants who are being told to do these things and then are coming to threaten you. Uh, and if enough of us just say no, um, that person's going to be caught between the devil and the deep blue sea, and hopefully they'll side with us sometimes. I think that will happen sometimes. And that's what I would do. Well, and, you know, Dr. Bragan, in, in their book, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, is, is so exactly spot on that they are global predators we are their prey they want to destroy us and how do you escape a predator you think creatively you take steps to avoid them you take steps to evade them and you take steps to build your strength predators prey on weakness and right now we have a nation of couch potatoes who are overweight no not very physically fit unprepared ill-prepared oblivious zoned out watching tv and video games so that's a that is a form of weakness you're not paying attention all of the situational awareness that is one of the cornerstones of self-defense, every self-defense class I've ever taken, whether it was handgun defense or and training or whether it was no weapons self-defense, every single one of them has always emphasized 
situational awareness. Mm -hmm. Don't go through life in condition, white, oblivious to things around you. Pay attention. And people are not paying attention. And that will be their downfall. That's why we work so hard as a team to try and raise awareness, help people become situationally aware of what is building around them at, at escalating speeds. I mean, this train is accelerating down the track very rapidly. And we're trying to not scare you, but to give you a warning those lights at the end of this tunnel are a speeding train. They're not a rescuer. There's nobody coming to rescue us. We need to be prepared. We need to be strong, resilient, situationally aware citizens taking steps to protect, protect our lives, our families' lives, our community, and our local area, our state, our country. That's the bottom line as I see it. Your comments. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you, Dr. Lee. Well, um, people are not aware enough, but it's getting better and better. They're now seeing what is happening and this experience, this pandemic wake lots of people. And uh, it, instead they're getting great reset it seems so they will get a great awakening. And that's what makes me very happy. That's good. Well said. Dr. Yin, your closing thoughts, and we'll wrap yeah, up today. I, I, I would say exactly the same. That I, I think at last there is now a, a gradual awakening. The, I don't know that people have worked out exactly what's happening, but they know once people know something's wrong, it's very important. It's an important thing to, to reach because once people know things are wrong, Apparently, you, you get what's called cognitive dissonance. The thoughts in your head don't match anymore. What you're being told is not, you've, you've worked out it's not true. That's, that's very upsetting. It's very unsettling. Psychologically, people are usually unable to rest uh, until they have a new uh, conception of what's going on. And I, and I think they will work out whatever it is that these people, they're not good. Um, and you know, once, so once you realize things are, aren't right, you could just say that. I, I don't think what's happening is what we're being told. And you'll probably find when you open up, you know, in, in a queue in a supermarket or a gas station or a, or a bar, you'll probably find half the people in there fretting away on their own thinking, what the hell's going on? <clears throat> and I, it doesn't take very much because all you need to do is decide who the hell do these people think they are? You know, we're not, we're not going to do whatever they, they're demanding of us. They have no right to do it. There's no reason to do it. And, uh, just say no and make some preparations. I honestly think we can we can push them back. And even if we don't, we should make sure we can survive uh, away from the centralization, which is the, the hallmark of this control system, digital centralization. Very powerfully said, and I agree completely. And I would add in closing today, America and the world listening, Turn back to God in faith and turn to our Lord who is sovereign over evil. And more people of faith rising and standing against evil is what can turn this around. 
and pray for God's guidance in your work, in your preparation, and God's strength to become more resilient and standing strong in faith. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said at World War II against the Nazi evil, God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. So we encourage all of you, stand in faith, act in faith, and speak out against evil. Thank you for being with us today on the Whistleblower Report. Go to truthforhealth.org and look at all of our resources to help you improve your health and resilience and stand against evil. We'll be back again next week with the International Report on the Whistleblower Report.